This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kine. Evan Laybourne teaches us about business agility. This series with Evan Laybourne started in episode 83. He is an expert at business agility. In fact, he's organized an institute called the Business Agility Institute. We discuss if business agility is compatible across all domains and company sizes. Is there a kind of client that's ideal for a business uh, agility transformation? Is it big companies, small companies? Does the business no, does the business domain matter? Business domain does not matter. Um, we have case studies in our library from manufacturing, from healthcare, from banking, uh, technology. You name it, we have a case study pretty much. Um, even companies you wouldn't imagine like utilities, energy utilities. Uh, and I'm not talking the technology teams in those companies. I'm talking the linesmen. Right. Um, so industry sector, no difference. There are changes to how certain things happen. Like there's no framework for business agility and there never can be. Uh, so, so it's, but the principles apply no matter what kind of organization you are. Company size is an interesting one. Um, and we're doing some research at the moment on that topic. Companies under around 50 people and well companies under about 150 and definitely companies under 50 tends not to need they don't need formal business agility because there is a natural agility to those organizations they don't have the bureaucracy or the structure or the systems uh, in for 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 the most part and 150 is interesting and it's funny that this number keeps emerging because that's dunbar's number right. which is which is the size of a sort of a monkey tribe before it sort of splits apart uh-huh. so small organizations it's not that they don't need business agility, but they are they don't need a transformation because for the most part they are naturally agile. But above 150, then it definitely becomes important. And and uh, 150 to about 5,000, right? It is important, but it's also quite doable. These are companies that can that can make these changes quickly, that they can shift. They they're pivotable organizations. From the 5,000 to the 500,000 person mark, the, the, the global corporations, the massive corporations, these are a little bit different. It takes more for these companies to, to pivot. Um, and there's often so much complexity that transformation is impossible. And one of the things that we advise our members, because uh, we're, we're, we're a membership organization, one of the things that we advise our members is if you are an, a massive organization, don't don't run a transformation. Start a journey. Right? Make small localized improvements. Change mindsets. Change culture. Change intention. Change your KPIs. There are things that you can change across the organization that will have a flow-on implicit impact. But kicking off a sort of a formal large-scale transformation tends to lead to a less than ideal outcome because you cannot predict where you're going to end up and for most organizations they end up somewhere else than they intended um it's i see very few 
massive transformations um, achieve the goals they set out to. Evan Laybourne will be back next week to tell us more about business agility. But first, take note, there's a conference coming up March 11th. So my main call to action for everyone who's listening is join the Business Agility Conference. Come to New York, join us and hear the best stories of business agility. The concept of agility has has now, frankly, saturated my whole worldview. Uh, there have been some great talks about how transformation doesn't happen all at once. It's about kind of the process, it's about iterating and kind of proving the performance. And so I think that, you know, the agile process proves itself and proves its utility. So finding the smallest component that you can start transforming and uh, letting success speak for itself. What's unique about this conference is that we actually have trained, skilled, masterful facilitators. Uh, about one facilitator per eight to ten people that are attending this conference. And they are they are host of the space and they are the ones that are helping um, participants kind of engage in a deeper level conversation. This conference from Russia. Just educational. It was really nice to reconnect again with a lot of women executive leaders that were at my table. Uh, that's like this cohort of leading these very difficult business agility transformations. And I think that what this conference does is it just it brings these kind of folks together so they can learn from each other. A lot of the speakers were amazing. They were very practical. Advanced technology is fundamentally shifting every aspect of our life, the way we live, learn, work, play. Technology has such profound effects and you're in a constant state of adaptation. And you're either good at that or you're bad at that. I want to be good at that. I had people at my table who said, oh, they do Agile in software? I didn't realize that. And that's where Agile began. So I'm like, wow, this is literally a shift. It isn't about getting the product owners to help software developers do Agile better. It's actually about the business adopting the ideas in the Agile Manifesto to make the businesses smarter and faster. And that changed my entire perspective of really what I wanted to do with, with Agile going forward for the rest of my career. To find that conference, just Google Business Agility New York City. Now, next episode, Evan tells us about the Business Agility Institute. So we made a decision that to be independent needs to be reliable and credible and trustworthy. It it needs us to be able to publish research and case studies and have no commercial interest in in what's in the results of what we're publishing. So, uh, no, we are independent entirely. We don't do training, we don't do consulting. 